With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, it's a good thing this wasn't video. Yeah, right. This would have been a weird video episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, ready? Yep. All right. Now's the time when we... Okay, let me restart that. That was weird. It's all good. <clears throat> Three, two... Time for Take Flight. This is the portion of the pod when we look around the league, uh, give our quick hot takes around the league, and mm-hmm. also just mm-hmm. focus in on some specifics with the Celtics themselves. So let's start there because the Celtics currently on a nine-game win streak. I'll start here. How long do you guys think it reasonably can last? And what do you read into it given that they're not the only team in the NBA this year that has reached the heights of a nine-game win streak, as streak. impressive as that is? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I was looking into it last night. The Cavs, Knicks, Clippers, and Magic have all also won nine games in a row. I think they probably break the ceiling. Uh, next five games, Dallas, Golden State, at Cleveland, at Denver, at Phoenix. Um, I could see them winning at least the next two. I mean, any, any you know, it's the NBA. Anybody can be any Yeah, but team. Golden State is always that weird right. big brother situation. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, we, we were talking about this. Um, I guess, you know, what... But I could also see them winning every every game, at least of, of this this five game slate that's coming up. So I wouldn't be surprised either way if, if we're talking next week. Oh, they they're on a fourteen game streak, or you know it it resets. Um, I think at least two, at least two more. Uh, I don't know, sir. How do you feel? I look at that Cleveland, Denver, Phoenix stretch as the one that's really going to test. That's rough. Them. But I think like Dallas, they should be able to beat. They already took care of them handily earlier in the year. Golden State, like Megan mentioned, is kind of that big brother. That's a team they really struggle with. So this is going to be a test. But I look at that Cleveland, Denver, and Phoenix all on the road in three or four different nights. That's uh, 
That's a tough stretch, and I can see them dropping one of those. To me, I think it just illustrates my concerns with this team are really, and this might sound stupid, whatever, like they're really not about so much the basketball matchups on the court because the way that this team is constructed, you can match for match most players. Yeah. Um, Scal was on our radio show yesterday, and I thought that he had really interesting perspective about the kind of team that gives them fits, and it's a team that's physical and a team with a shot blocker. And I also think that if you look at a team like Golden State, sometimes it's a team that they just have this history with. Clearly, they have history with Golden State. That seems to be a team that they always circle on the calendar. They have a very weird dynamic with the Heat. It's a rivalry, and it absolutely should not be. And these are the kind of teams, when I look at how talented and how rolling this team is, not that breaking a nine-game win streak you know, not getting to 10 or 11 is like the end of the world. Mm. But when you're looking at the overall what's going to trip up this team when anything's at stake, those are the kind of matchups that scare me. Uh, going to Scal's comments, who else on their schedule is physical, has, has a shot blocker? They've already swept the heat, so they're not going to see them anymore. I'll put bio in that uh, realm of, of a shot blocker. Uh, who else would you put that, that meets that criteria? I guess maybe Milwaukee with, with Giannis? Uh, and Brooke Lopez as well? I would wonder about the Knicks just at full strength. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, because yeah. if we're talking about a tough team that's going to play you very um, physically on defense yeah. and be pushing you a little bit and making you uncomfortable, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe they're not that exact composition that Scal is mm-hmm. talking about. Obviously, Terp, you were there in person. Like, they handled the Knicks. Yes. They that very whole much second half was all, all Boston. Very much didn't make it look like they were even in the conversation. But when these teams are at full strength and it's not the end of February, it may be a different uh, a different look. And I wonder when they play the Knicks. That's the third to last game of the year, April 11th. I, I wonder how much of the Celtics we'll see because if they have the eight-and-a-half game lead on the Eastern Conference right now, Joe Mazzulli doesn't strike me as the coach that would rest his players, though, right? Like, that guy's going to make them play and he wants them to play. But I wonder if they do kind of look at kind of resting guys down the stretch a little bit more so than they are right now. Obviously, Al Horford and Kristaps Porzingis not playing on the second night of back-to-backs or back-to-backs in general. So uh, I'm curious to see what we'll be looking at, like if we'll see another full-strength Knicks-Celtics matchup in the regular season, just given how that game falls in the schedule. Yeah, thinking, too, about shot blocking and, and just where their schedule is coming up right now uh Jokic is is he does he get enough credit for his defense I mean it, would y'all put him in that, that shot blocking uh shot blocker realm it doesn't really seem that's part of his game as at least not as much uh, advertised yeah I mean he's certainly not Kristaps Porzingis in yeah. that conversation or a Bam Adebayo with Jokic I look at him more that he's just so physically dominant that it's not so much about one side of the court. He's physically dominant offensively, and I think that that can really grind a team down when you're switching on him and Mm -hmm. trying to find the right matchups, and he's just such a big dude that moves. And at some point you just go, you know, it's like a it's like a freight train really out there. And so, I again, not the exact kind of matchup that Scal talked about, but a physical presence that can grind you down in a yeah. tough team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think, as a lot of people are thinking, that's that Denver game at Denver, that may be a finals preview. So uh, that I think that was going to be marked my calendar. Let's move on uh, because there was a really, really fascinating interview that Chris Mannix got for Sports Illustrated with Damian Lillard. 
fascinating and depressing. I'll put it that way. Like, this really bummed me out for my guy, Dame. It is not Dame time in Milwaukee. Uh, The quote that he had here, I'll just read it. And I know Chris Mannix, this caught a lot of traction on social media. Mannix did the thing of read the whole article, like read the whole article, because this is the bit that really jumped out and Celtics fans were feasting on. So Damian Lillard told Chris Mannix, I thought we were going to be how Boston is right now. But I think what I've learned is that some things take time, especially stuff that has reward in the end. You can't come into it and think that it's just going to be all peaches and cream. We've had our ups and downs. We've had a coaching change. I haven't completely settled into finding who I am on this team and that's kind of a tough thing so what do you guys take away from that obviously boston is uh, the gold standard in the Mm. east and that's coming from somebody who everybody thought would be the direct competitor and he's probably looking over at drew holiday on the celtics it's the spongebob (laughs) meme of him looking out the window at you know patrick playing outside right um it's at least like a little bit uh not, not naive he's damian lord he knows but like the Celtics had been building up to this moment for a long, long time. Uh, and the Bucks, they they had the core, but you're, you're, I guess they sort of wanted to make a almost like a super team sort of situation where you automatically have a couple superstars. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily always work uh, as quickly as people think. So I, I, I'm surprised that he thought like, oh, we were going to have the situation that, that Boston has right now. I mean, on paper... It, it will look good. Uh, it, it looked good um, for a lot of reasons. It hasn't gone the way people would. But, yeah, that's 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 tough when when you're, you're, one of your main stars is coming out and be like, man, look at Boston. Wish we could be. We could I be thought like we guys. were going to be them. And the context that Mannix wanted to put in there is that apparently he said that, like, at the end of training camp in the preseason. Yes. Or yeah. he was saying that about that point that he was like, oh, I thought we were going to be the whatever. Right. I mean, he clearly isn't getting what he thought he signed up for. And if you listen to the details he gives in this interview, I encourage you to read it. It's like depressing. He's talking about how he's basically going on fight hype on YouTube. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) A YouTube channel. Okay. And like just refreshing, refreshing, seeing what's there. I'm not trying to laugh at this guy because I have absolutely been there in that lonely place. But it's like, this is, when you talk about sacrifice, it does seem like he made these sweeping changes in right. his life, and the basketball is not really filling the void that he hoped it would. Yeah, so what, what did you get from it? And I, I took away, like, how we talked about Portland, too. Like, I think people sometimes forget, like, you know, the personal, like, side of it. And, like, when he's yeah. leaving his family, leaving his kids, and how he viewed, and, like, his family was all around him in Portland. And he said, like, I used to go to my mom's house after shoot-around or whatever, and it's just... It's it's such a hard change, and I like the way I looked at it though. I was like looking back from a Celtics angle, like that was the beginning of the a nightmare season for the Milwaukee Bucks. Like I know it's hard to say it's been a nightmare season when you're right in the thick of things in the postseason, yeah. but this team wanted to win now, and then you trade Drew Holiday, who gets rerouted back to Boston and creates a juggernaut of one of your biggest competitors, and you fire your coach forty three games into the season. Like this season has been a disaster. And it just left them feeling jealous of Boston. Like yeah. that just shows how how good Brad Stevens is at his job to be able to reroute Drew Holiday back yeah. and kind of now they're envying you. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and, and to your point too, we we do often forget like these are people, and he right. built a home uh, career. You know, he was mentioning like all his friends would be there, and he would have friends come over after the games. And yeah, I was I was kind of shocked that he was just like, yeah, I just go home, I go to practice, I go to the game, I come back. Um, 
that's a rough life. Like, like, and like, you can't just like go and hang out at like a bowling alley or whatever. You're Damian Lillard. You're, you're going right. to get mobbed wherever you go. That's, uh, yeah, that, the, the, we don't, I don't, I don't think we often think about the sacrifices that like these true elite household name superstars have to make to be who they are. And I think this sort of shows, shows that. And not clearly like he wants a ring and, and he, you know, he said it's like, you know, I made the decision. Um, I sort of live with those consequences, but that's, that's a tough life to live. It also might just be, and look, like, it's not like, you know, he is a multimillionaire yeah. NBA player, but there's a human component to it. It's also very possible that this is just, we're see, talking to him in the mid his first midwinter in Milwaukee, <laughs> in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, and yeah. he's like, what have I done? <laughs> have either of you ever been there? I am no. really that boring? Like, I mean, really? I've been, I spent, my parents are from the Midwest, so I've spent plenty of time in the Midwest, yeah. and it's a pretty um, gray place in the winter uh, like i, I can would imagine. say it's a different it, we're in a cold weather city and it mm -hmm. can be a struggle when you get to the february early march times here i think it's a different beast out I, there i've been to portland's portland's very nice uh you know i i it seems like a, a person like dame would really love that that sort of place especially he, with he, this family all around. yeah he gave he gave up a lot to try to do this and it, it's clearly not going the way he thought it would okay the last one is a fun one uh, so you threw this in here, Esteban. Yep. The more impressive shot. Do you want to line these two up? Yes. So uh, February 27th, just a couple days ago, Max Struess made what I think I saw was the second longest ever buzzer beater yes. game winner yes. in NBA history, uh, Cavs versus Mavericks. Comes, I believe, what, what's the math? Eight years to the day after Steph Curry did the near half court shots uh okay uh, golden state versus okc you remember it was like curry they don't have a timeout oh and you remember everybody remembers so i will never forget this and i'm already yeah. gonna say it's the steph curry shot because i remember yeah. i was in a bar on the upper east side it was right after my friend's engagement party in new york and i yeah. was supposed to i was her maid of honor and i was supposed to be kind of like <laughs> being nice and social with everybody and at one point i was watching they had, it was they had tvs up and at one point i just yelled everybody shut up because <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good game you even leading up to that chat yeah. and everyone was like okay it's february nba basketball nobody cares about this <laughs> yeah i know i i it was me my dad and my little sister donnie we were all watching in our living room my mom was sick so she was in the bedroom down the hall and when Steph hits the shot uh I fall off the couch um <laughs> like I, I'm sitting on the edge of like literally and I fall off the couch we're all screaming and my poor mother who is like battling a cold is like yelling at us to do the same thing because we're we're, we're freaking sure. out that was I, I think the difference like the Struce thing was crazy and like we said the second longest uh game winner ever in NBA history um but that's more of like a Hail Mary. And like when Steph did it, it was it was controlled. Like he wasn't like heaving it. He, it's he was the doing difference of like you can can the person replicate it or not? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, Steph could replicate that. I feel like everyone was watching that game, too. Like I, yeah, I, I was at my grandmother's. I remember I was in like middle school. When yeah. This happened. I remember this like clear as day. I was like at my grandmother's watching it like. My parents went out back in middle school and you had to go get babysat by the grandparents. I was there watching the game. <laughs> and I feel like everyone was watching that game. And like you said, like, the Struce thing was kind of a Hail Mary. Like, this yeah. one, he pulled up. He he knew what he was going for. And for uh, the Warriors and Steve Kerr not to use the timeout was 
Incredible stuff. Incredible. Although, not to take away from Max Struess, because I think he, like, I forget the, the stretch he had he in the five, fourth quarter. He was five from three, yeah, 15. And incredible in, stuff. In, like, five minutes. Yeah, and I, 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 I you know, we, I, we've I, we watched him here with the, the Heat, uh, you know, ha- have do some, some real damage against the Celtics in the last couple of years. I don't think that people are giving him enough credit for, for how good he is. Uh, like, he's, he's a legit guy. Oh, for sure. Celtic yeah. legend, too. Used to be on the, uh, he was on the training camp roster it's at true. one point. Yeah. It's true. All right, guys. Well, that's been a pretty stacked episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, I always enjoy it with you guys. <laughs> so, uh, good slate of games coming up, as we discussed. We'll be back with you guys next week. And thanks for hanging out with us.